This is Thursday, June 16th. This week, we've been trying to understand how people could miss out on the grace of God, and then how we could come to receive it. We learned on Sunday that there are three major ways we miss the truth about ourselves. First, we hide. We don't allow ourselves to get close to people. They'll see us. They'll know. So we hide. We also hide how much we drink, how insecure we are, how much we're hurting. Secretly, we hunger for deep connections and living community, but it just seems too dangerous. So no one knows what is really going on with us. We let no one know what's really happening inside of us. If married, we can even keep our spouse out. Second, we use diversion. We keep ourselves busy doing things, doing anything really, so that we don't have to face our hurts. And we can find all sorts of ways of checking out. We can spend hours on Facebook or Instagram. We can avoid real life. Drinking works. Binge-watching Netflix is an excellent escape hatch from pain. We want to feel something. So we watch the shows that help us feel alive, but the feelings are unreal. They're disconnected from the people we really care about. They are manufactured by diversion. We can breathe a sigh of relief. We can avoid what is happening in our lives by checking out like this. And third, we can deny. We may live in open denial that blinds us from the seeing the truth or just a refusal to admit where we are and how deep our need goes. When people ask us, we'll tell them we're doing great. <laughs> we're having a great day, a great life, and everything is fine. What's worse is that we tell ourselves this. I'm really doing well. Thanks for asking. I read a little book by a man named David Hawkins. The title is The Useful Sinner. He tells about how he got to a place where he could no longer deny his pain. He was having an affair with the wife of his boss, living each day in unremitting guilt and the fear of discovery. Then he decided he would come clean with his wife. She was a believer in Jesus. Though devastated by his unfaithfulness, she pushed him to see himself clearly for the first time. He didn't like what he saw. But it was just at this time that he discovered he was loved by God. That's the surprise of our text from Sunday. That's what happened to the bad man in Jesus' parable. He had nothing to offer God, but as it turns out, God only creates out of nothing. Nothing in my hands I bring, only to thy cross I cling. Here's our text for today, Romans 5, verse 6 to 8. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, this is the Apostle Paul telling us how God's grace comes to us. We are powerless. We're still sinners. God didn't tell us that we have to clean up our act first. We wouldn't be able to do that anyway. Instead, God loved us. How can he do that given our sin and shame? Christ died for us. 
Now, in our world's logic, this just doesn't make sense. Paul says that it's very rare for anyone to die, even for a good person. <laughs> and we weren't good. There's no reason that Jesus should die for us. There is only the love and grace of God. And of course, none of us want to be powerless. We don't want to need grace, but we do. David Hawkins' eyes were opened by the love of his wife and the Christian community. He knew he didn't deserve it. He was right. And he said that through the love of God, he came to see the truth. He said, I saw an indescribably deep selfishness that permeated every part of my life and catered to my unwholesome desires. Repentance means to turn away from behavior which is wrong. Until that occurs, restoration and healing cannot begin. Yes, grace does not exempt us from repentance. It is the love of God that leads us to repentance, that helps us to see just how sinful we are. And even then, we can't see it all. We only begin the journey of seeing the depth of our need and sin and the magnitude of God's love for us. This process is painful and difficult because we often live under the illusion that we're pretty good people. We don't need grace. That's what the Pharisee in Jesus' parable believes. But the tax collector knows better. He knows he needs God's mercy. In the Jewish world, when a man beat his chest as the tax collector did when he was praying, he, it reflected the deepest grief that he could experience. This man knows the grief of his condition. And even this is a gift of God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He knows how wretched he is, and God met him there with forgiveness and welcome. The man afraid to stand before God is brought into the Lord's presence, and the proud Pharisee is sent home empty. Now, of course, all of us have been asking ourselves, can we see how much we need the forgiveness of and love of God? Can we see how great the love of God is toward us? That we of all people should be called children of God. Let's pray. Help us, O Lord, to rest in you alone and not in our own accomplishments, not in our strength. Provide us your spirit so that we might see our need of you. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen.